welcome. You are listening to our panel discussion for the Lord's Battle Axe Youth Sunday. Listen and be blessed. Praise God. So the theme for our Youth Sunday is the Unstoppable Generation. And from the drama, we can see that when God has destined you for something, nothing can stop it except yourself. Look at Sister Joy. Everything was coming, but she was the one that used her own hand to stop it. So as long as we continue to remember that I am a child of God, and whatever he has planned for me, nothing can stop it. That's supposed to continue to give us hope. It might not be easy. Sister Joy was 40. <laughs> it might not be easy. God knows the trials and tribulations she was going through. But then, let's continue to hold on to that hope that as long as God has said it, it shall come to pass. Thank you and welcome to our Youth Sunday. Um, today, as I said, we're discussing the topic on Unstoppable Generation. Um, as youths, we have been called to be part of this Unstoppable Generation and spread the news of Jesus Christ throughout the world. We'll be discussing what it means to be part of this generation and how we can fulfill our calling. We are thrilled to have our panelists here today, Brother Dio, Sister Sharon, and Sister Ruth. Um, we are eager to hear their insights on this topic. So, Brother Dio, I'll start with you. We're talking about unstoppable generation. What does that mean? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think first uh, we need to break the word into two. Uh, unstoppable. So, what does unstoppable mean? It means um, being able to achieve something without being stopped. Being able to get something done without being stopped. So when I put the two words together, I'll describe Unstoppable Generation as a unique class of uh, purpose-driven people, group of people. Now in this case, we're talking about the youth. So a unique uh, class of purpose-driven people would, would achieve their God's uh, given purpose without, um, without being stopped. Regardless of the obstacles, regardless of the challenge, they would achieve uh, that God's given purpose in their life. Thank you. So now, how can one be part of the unstoppable generation? Well, I mean, one can be part of the unstoppable generation in so many ways. Uh, just like you mentioned, um, a lot of people believe in the word destiny, that when you are destined for something, which I believe we are all destined for greatness. So when we are destined for something, it will come to pass, but it doesn't just come to pass without we playing some part. One of the key things is prayer. Uh, that you are destined for something does not mean, I mean, it will happen. People say this, um, destiny cannot be, can be delayed. Sometimes when it's delayed, it's a problem. If God has destined you for something to do uh, at a particular period as in it's been delayed, I mean, you are not really enjoying it. As a matter of fact, destiny can be thwarted. That's, the, that's what the devil is looking for. He wants, I mean, he doesn't want you to achieve that God's given purpose. So one of the ways we can be a part of this is through prayer. And also, we, we have to be intentional about it. Like, when you want to achieve something, you set goals. You, you desire it. Uh, one of the things that we have to it also is you be diligent. I mean, if God has destined you for greatness, you don't just sit. Like, 
miracles don't just happen. So you'll be diligent. We'll pray. We'll key into that uh, purpose. I, I mean, we don't just pray once. It's a continuous thing. The devil is, the Bible says, like a Ryan lion. seeking what to devour. Like, he's seeking destinies to devour. So to, for us to be a part of it, we have to, you know, key into it through prayers, be diligent, be purpose-driven, be, like, have a strong desire for this, and I believe God will help us. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So, Sister Ruth, Brother Dio mentioned that destiny can be stopped, destiny can be thwarted. So, how is that possible? How can we detach ourselves from the unstoppable um, generation? How is it possible that we can thwart or stop our destiny? Um, well, uh, like in most things, one's, one's greatest enemy is themselves. Um, if, like, uh, to be... Okay, well, let me start with, I think in addition to everything Uncle Daya said, that to be part of the unstoppable, unstoppable generation, you must make sure you are aligned with Christ. If you're not aligned with Christ, then the things of this world will very easily stop you as you're part of it. So Christ is what will help you power through being power through anything that tries to stop you as part of the unstoppable generation. But then when t to detach yourself, all you will need to do is stop stop aligning yourself with Christ, step out of his covering, out of, out of his shadow, out of everything that he will use to protect you, and then you have detached yourself from the unstoppable generation. One may, like Sister, like Sister Joy, she said God was partial, that God took too long, that her, that her prayers were delayed in being answered. But as the narrator or angel said, delay does not mean denial. Um, you're sp the, the vision may, may delay, but it will come to pass. So Though other things may influence it, the ultimate decision to detach yourself from Christ and his, um, and his blessing in your life as the unstoppable generation is to leave Christ and abandon him and say, I'm done, and I'll do this on my own. That's the way you detach yourself. Thank you. So before I continue with the panelists, I'm just going to throw it out there. Is there anyone that wants to define... Um, how one can be part of the unstoppable generation and also how you can exit from the unstoppable generation or as you said, towards your destiny. Does anyone want to add anything to that? Yeah? Okay. So first off, I don't even know why I raised up my hand, but let me say this. <laughs> For a number of us, we've moved past knowing that God exists. We know that God is there. We know God is real. After having stayed however many years we are, we know he's, good. he's real. But this is what Satan does for me, I think. He doesn't touch your belief on God. He just helps you mix it up. Yes, God is real, but that's very short skirt you're wearing. Still fine. You can still wear it, right? And he helps us explain away what the Bible says. The Bible was clear about modesty. It didn't stutter. So it says, well, that was 500 years ago. Now your skirt can be shorter. It can be as short as possible. God is looking at your heart. There's no scripture like that, by the way. There's nothing in the Bible that says God looks at your heart alone. There's nothing like that. So I think for the youths today, what Satan is doing and doing very successfully in the church is he's saying, believe in God, it's fine, but mix it up. So even with the ideologies we see on social media today, we're not as militant against what God stands against, right? Um, and that is what, why in Revelation, the book of Revelation, God said, because you are not hot or cold, I'll spew you out. He was talking about the church today. He was talking about the youth today. And for me, I see many times, if a Christian song comes up, you 
raise up your hands and you worship. And if a secular comes, song comes up, you drop it down and take it off back again. So we're very good at mixing. And I think that's where Satan is getting the stronghold on this unstoppable generation. He's helping us being stopped because we're able to mix what God says and what God did not exactly say. I think one of the things that um, will help us or enable us to be part of the unstoppable generation as well is courage. I remember um, when God was sending Joshua out to lead the people of Israel, he said, do not be afraid, be of good courage. And I think one of the things the enemy uses to hinder us um, as young people or just as believers is fear. But God reminds us that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. And if we allow fear, fear of failure, fear of what people might say, fear of people thinking, you know, you may be too much or you're not enough and insecurity and all of that that continues to plague us. If we allow that to, to, to hinder us, then we will be stoppable. But if we have courage, if we take courage in God, if we understand that we are not our own and God will give us the power and the courage and the ability to do what he has called us to do, then we will be part of the unstoppable generation. Praise God. Okay, um, I'm just going to add that um, another thing that can make people twat your, you know, destinies or stop them from being in the unstoppable generation is fear of missing out, especially young people. You know, uh, lots of people are doing all sorts of things. They're doing different things, going to parties, doing things that are not glorifying God. And then if you have a lot of those people in your, like around you, you know, and they tell you, oh, why are you Christian? You're old school. Why are you not doing this? What's there? There's nothing wrong. Just Let's just have fun. You know, they call it fun, but at the end of the day, you know, a little here, a little there. You know, one after the other, before you know it, you have compromised. And then you're wondering, when did you get here? And you've moved on so far that you don't know how to go back. You know, so fear of missing out the fact that, oh, people say, oh, you don't have a social life. Oh, you need to, there's difference between spiritual life and social life. There's, you know, and then they want to confuse you, just as someone said before. Fear of missing out. There's nothing like that. As in, like, you just have to stay focused, right? Romans 12 one says, uh, be not, I was just going to open that so that I don't paraphrase. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, exactly. Praise God. I think she finally answered everything with just that verse, saying, be not confirmed to this world, right? But by the renewal of your mind, that's the major thing at the end of the day because as every, everything everybody says, she says sometimes you have the fear of missing out. Um, the other lady mentioned that um, what the devil does these days to the youth is, um, he tells you, yes, praise God, but mix it up. You can do this, you can do that. Yes. But then with the constant renewing of your mind with the word of God, you are reminded of who you are in God, where you stand. It's like even here on earth, royalty, there are some things you won't see them doing because they know they are royalty. They know what they carry, so they're not going to do it. So you as a child of God, you know who you are. You know what you stand, what you stand for. So with that 
constant renewing of your mind, you'll be able to stand through all these things. When people come to tell you anything, you're like, I know, but me, I know where I'm going. I know the person I worship. I know the person who's watching over me, so I'm not going to partake of these things. Thank you. So, um, Sister Ruth, I'm going to ask you another question. Why then do we have to wait if we are unstoppable? Okay, it's on. Okay, um, so uh, waiting, waiting, I think, is just a part of life. It's a common misconception with Christianity in general that once you give your life to Christ, everything instantly will be smooth, wonderful. There will be no negativity. There'll be, But even as the unst all unstoppable means is that we will eventually get there. We're not going to be stopped halfway, like, for example, <laughs> reading the Bible. Um, like I remember one year, the reason I stopped was because I got to Leviticus. <laughs> So, and in that case, that in that case, I, I stopped in Leviticus. Now, being let's say being part of the unstoppable generation doesn't mean you won't have troubles. Like Leviticus, in my opinion, is one of the most boring books yeah, in the Bible. It is. it is just rules. But being unstoppable, though it, it may be a challenge to power through Leviticus and uh, many of, uh, of the other books in the Bible that may be hard to read, though it may be hard to power through, unstoppable simply means you will get to Revelation chapter 22, verse 21, I think. You will get to the end. That's what it means. It does not mean that there won't be trouble. Isaiah 43, verse 2 says, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, thou sh that they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. It says when. It's a definite thing because life will happen to people. The Lord, the Lord will not stop us from going through life. It helps us connect with people who are unbelievers and such. Life will happen, but God will help us overcome the things in life, the trials, the tribulations, the persecution, and help us get to our end destination. Amen. And I'm just going to add to what Sister Ruth has said is the waiting period is lesson and blessings. So because you wait doesn't mean like them say, like you sit still. God is preparing you for what he's about to, like, you know, the plan that what he has for you. Because sometimes we wait and we look at it as the time is running out. But the truth is, if God gives you what you're, what you're looking for, are you even in the place to accept it? Are you even in the place to process it? So it's one thing for, for you to actually get what you're praying for, and it's another thing to prepare you for it. So every waiting period comes with a period of training and preparation is just you to be condemned to the point of listening and hearing and going through the process. And once you get it, the time doesn't matter anymore because you're, you, like, you're actually enjoying the process. And the time that you get what you want, you are sailing through. Everybody's asking how. It doesn't matter. God has put you through the process to get there. Right? Just to actually add to what they said, um, there's a show on Netflix about how to get rich. And there's a guy there who just got $150,000. He didn't know what to do. So he, he got the first $75,000, is gone, and he still has debt. Because he doesn't know what to do with it. Now he's seeking help so that he knows how to manage money before the next $75,000 comes. <laughs> so that's how it is. Sometimes you're praying so much for something, but you don't know how to handle it. It's supposed to bless you, but it will come and to scatter your life. So when God is holding on to something for a while, it doesn't mean that he won't give you. Sometimes he may not even give you because you don't need it. Yes. So just keep trusting God. He has a plan for you. He knows everything he has in stock for you. Just keep trusting him. Okay, Sister Sharon, I have a question for you. What are the challenges that could be faced by the unstoppable generation? 
I think one of the biggest ones for me is plan. Like, everyone has a plan of their own. Mm. We all wake up with vision. I had it when I was, anyways, I, I'm still young, but, <laughs> but I had a vision to, you know, what program to study ever since I was a kid, doctor, and I had a dream, like, I had the vision planned out. If anything happened to detour it, I'm, like, fighting it, like, oh, my God, this is not the plan. This is, so we begin to, like, you know, like, make our own plans God's plans. And that's one of, one of the things that comes to, like, you know, fear and then defeat because it might not be what God has in store for you. It might not be, like, the, and one, one of, of the biggest things that come with life is learning that your life is not your own. Being Christian, but some people don't know, like, it's once you dedicate and get to the point to know that the life is not your own. So one of the biggest, like, struggle is planning and when things don't fall into place we begin to feel like the Lord is not there, God is not listening, and you're going to church, you're doing everything you can, but probably that's not the plan for you, right? So one of the biggest things is coming to the point of discernment to knowing that if you're truly going to give your life to Christ, you also have to give up the will and power of choices. Because trusting God that his will will come to pass that doesn't mean I'm trusting him that he will do what I want him to do. Mm-hmm. It's also coming into point of, of like discernment of his plans trump everything else I want. And God also, also, like, also bring to mind that I will bless you and everything else will come. Like everything else you've ever want will come, but just wants to get it to the point of letting go. Giving up that power and control and knowing that his plans are that of good and not of evil. So the biggest thing is coming to the point of giving up your plans of what you think you want and also coming to the point of trusting God that his plans for you will go out. And then the other thing is, just like some, like some people have said, is the fear of the trends, you know? We have social trends. We live in a world, if you live here, it's one of the most difficult places to live because information is everywhere. There are like some some verses in the Bible have been transitioned into something else. So you're faced with a lot of information and being a Christian is no longer cool. Like, you know, just you going to church, some people are looking at you like, oh, you still go to church every Sunday? That's not what is in trend now. Like, there's a lot of things going on that have been sold as truths. Like, so many Christians are being pulled into different directions. And it, there's so much things to do and so many things to follow. So you're fearing that, that the part of the Lord is not the most famous. It's not the easiest. It's not the most coolest. So some people always see that they're friends. And I know growing up here, too, and going to university, I had so many friends that were doing different things every weekend, and their life was, was seen as cool. Then the ones that were going to classes and studying is like, there was a name for them, which is not a nice name. So nobody wants to be called that. So instead, like you knowing that it's against your faith and belief, but just because it's majority, it's easier to follow. And then people just, you know, go into trends. So it's also trends as well. And social media, we're faced with so many things right now, decision-making and people, and so many people are looking for like who to look up to. So if someone that you pick as a role model is not following in part of what the Lord has said, you're like, oh, I've been looking out to this person, so I might as well do it. So it's just not having that balance, right? And it's difficult being a Christian. I won't say, I won't lie. It's one of the most difficult journeys, but also one of the most fulfilling. And I used to, in universities, some people were saying that being a good girl doesn't pay. I'm sure some people have been hearing it too. They're like, oh, I've done X, Y, Z, but things don't work out. And the girls that are not Christians are getting everything they want, the jobs they want, the things they want. So those are some of the things too some people face and things too that we all see, right? But it's trend and then information and being here that 
some like some prayer points for some people back home are not the same prayer points here. There's social infrastructure, there's health, there's things. So you're like, why do I need to serve God if the basic things I need are already at my beck and call? So those are the things we face too is also being here and information is so many all over the place and being a Christian is seen as one off and not the ultimate. So with all these challenges you've mentioned, how then do we overcome them? One of the major ones that I usually say is know God for yourself. It's not just coming to church and hearing a pastor preach. A pastor can guide, but you're the one that does the walking yourself. It's know God for you. And um, I remember what I just said, that being a good girl, like the me in school, and I told my mom that. I was like, you know, being a good girl doesn't pee, and I was angry over something. And she said something to me that stood out. She said, even, even those that don't believe in God get blessed, but their own, it stops with them. But being a believer, your blessings is further than you. It goes beyond your kids and like generations to come. And that stood out for me too in a sense. And then I started thinking about it that although I want these things and they're temporary, but the ultimate is the like is what you leave behind and the legacy behind. So what do you do after that? So it's knowing God for yourself and creating a path and surrounding support system is usually is very big. And the reason why I say support system is not just friends being there for you. It's actually having like, you know, support that are faith-based. Because there will be days where you cannot pray. And I say, no matter how strong you are, trials can hit you. There are days where you cannot pray, but the people you surrounded yourself with can come together and pray on your behalf. You know, from like what we saw, I know it was funny seeing her. She killed herself and only God knows the pain she must have been going through in her day-to-day, but just having people, it could be your pastor, it could be your friends, it could be your family, pray with you or pray on your behalf in those days and weaknesses that you don't have, and then knowing the word of God for yourself. I say this because sometimes you don't even have the strength to say, okay, let me go on my knees and pray, but you can be reciting verses of the Bible casually, and there's a power and spirit behind that, that before you know it, from feeling down, you've already felt some surge of energy just comes into you and you're just sinning through. And also knowing who you are in Christ, because God died. Like, I cannot die for anybody. I know I don't have the strength to bore. Just knowing that God died, even if you were not a believer, God died. Like, to be loved like that, it takes a lot. And also knowing that anything else is a lie. God loves you. God God, like like all the plans that he has for you are that of good and not of evil. He said it in the Bible. He will never forsake you nor leave you. I will be with you every step of the way. Do not be afraid. Do, do not be dismayed or discouraged for I am God. I will stress. So they're setting but like know God for yourself because you will need that to go through the like trials and temptations of the world and also actually having like you know like like and one thing i would say is when you serve god it builds you and your behavior too as well that some things of the trend will no longer be a trend anymore because like some someone is actually fake like like know where you're going and then things like that so i would say some would be some of the things that thank you do you have some okay Praise the Lord. I just wanted to say uh, one other thing um, about the challenges that the unstoppable generation can face. Uh, it's similar to what Sister Sharon mentioned, but I would like to like call it out. So uh, I use the word benchmark. So these days, what we use as a benchmark to kind of gauge our progress in life 
um, could actually affect us. You know, oh. for example, the drama we saw, she said she's 40, and okay, that was the problem. So sometimes also in our, in our life, we, you know, we look at our mates. Basically, we say, oh, our mates, you know, we graduated together, they are doing this, they are doing this. Uh, you know, that could actually uh, push us into doing the wrong thing. And we, we have to be careful in the sense that on social media these days, it's basically fake, fake life, right? So most of the time we are looking at a friend's progress on social media. Meanwhile, it's not really the, the, the real picture. Recently, I, I read somewhere that back home in Gosson country, uh, there are places you can actually go pay and take pictures on private jets. So you might be looking at social media and you see a friend on private jet. He's actually not flying. She, she paid he or she paid to take the picture. Uh, that's one. Uh, I, I, one. One funny story. I a colleague at work. Um, you know, she just reached out to me and said, "Oh, I will be like, we're on the same team. I will be going to Mississauga for a client, whatever." And she was taking Uber. A few minutes after, I saw on Instagram road trip. I mean, she was going from downtown Toronto to Mississauga, official assignment, and the next thing was road trip. And I know some people will be looking like, oh, she's always going for, on vacation, she's always traveling. And, you know, they'll feel they are, they are not making progress in their life. And, like, basically, my point is, let's be careful what we use as a benchmark for our life. Because um, just like Sister Sharon mentioned, God's plan is not our plan. God has a better plan for us. I mean, even growing up myself, you know, I had this at 25, 26. Yeah, I know God was looking at me alive. Because <laughs> it didn't happen the way I planned it. But I'm grateful to God, like, where I am right now. Um, I was also sharing with my wife recently, like, personal story. I'd always wanted to be an engineer. I did jump. I did everything. I just never got into mechanical or electrical. And I went a different way, studied computer science, came to Canada, did uh, security. And what I just realized, oh, I, I didn't like study mechanical, but I actually got a master's of engineering degree. Like, actually became that engineer. I've always wanted to maybe just a different field. So God has a different plan for us, a better plan, I would say. But let's be careful with how we gauge our progress such that it leads us into doing the wrong thing that can derail us completely from God's plan. So just before we round up, I'll throw that out to the congregation. Just maybe one or two more people if you want to contribute to that. Praise the Lord. Yeah, please have a question. Sister Sharon, please. The Bible says that I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. Number one, prosper. Prosperity, first point. Number two, good earth. Even at thy soul. And the Bible says, seek. And you will find. So, how come do we still have some Christians? Like deep Christian, deep, like deep one, no, not just an ordinary Christian. They'll be seeking and nothing. They'll be knocking and the door is just there. So, there's no key. So, please, I just want you to advise. I don't know. Like, and you see all those worldly people, like worldly guys. You see them before they, open, before they knock. 
the dog with you. <laughs> okay, I think that's a very good question. But one thing I want to say is, because you're praying, if the action doesn't match it, then it's, it's just words and it's just practice. So the one thing I would say is as much as we're Bible-believing and we're faith-based, God also expects us to work too as well. I cannot be staying, like, you know, be here and be praying for a job, but I'm not doing, like, my CV. I'm not building skills. I'm not building, like, you know, the requirements, but I'm just praying and expecting God has to. So, and that's why I say being a Christian has come with, like, training period. There's discipline. There is assignment that that is being given and truly doing it with your heart. And that molds you and molds your character. Because any Christian you see, regardless of how long you've been, if somebody beside you does not see your life and see God in it, you're not practicing. I'm sorry. You might just be doing all the ritual things that is expected. But your life has to, has to be seen and showcase God in it. And I say it from experience because I've been to places and if, if when I come into that room, just my interaction with you and you don't gain something, then I've not done anything for you. Like I'm not showing God and that's why it says goes by actions and practice as well, right? In the way we believe. So me, I would say go back to whoever that person is and seek, okay, where's, where, where, where is the root of the problem? And one thing I say is that like, you know, from a family and where you come from matters. Because for my own family, the first people that were Christians were my parents. That didn't tell you that didn't come with challenges because God knows what my forefathers have done with, with all our dreams and everything. So sometimes it also like takes you back through the transition of breaking every yoke of them's like enemy because if you don't deal with that, the future is gone. So you have to sometimes go back to where you come from and start breaking and manifesting because God knows what your grandfathers have tied your souls to or been attached to. So sometimes it also goes back to your family roots, who they are, where you come from, and start dealing with all the things that were done and, and beg God for like, right? And breaking every, any plans of the enemies that is not of God it sometimes requires you to fight all those fights. But one thing I do know is the Lord delivers as long as you beg him to have the see, He will deliver you from the enemy and break every chains. Yes, thank you. Concerning this question, I will say that there is some reward and some blessing that we will, we will get in heaven, not in the earth. We will take like the, the apostle. Many apostles were killed but their reward in heaven is bigger, maybe, than us we is on earth. Thank you. In addition to what has been said, um, life is a journey. The Bible says that whatever we do, we should do it well. We might not be at that stage of life where we want to be, but God is preparing you for something. Probably the job you're doing is not what you want to do, but God, the Bible says that we should do it well with happiness because he's preparing you for something, probably um, for your future and all that. So whatever we do, we should do it well, and God will bless you. Thank you. Okay. So, we must be careful not to resist or hinder the move of God in our lives and in the world around us. Instead, we should seek to align ourselves with his will and purpose, trusting in his sovereignty and power to accomplish his plan. As Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? As members of the Oster People generation, we have been called to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, committed to sharing the gospel, 
and to overcome obstacles and persecution. Let us continue to press forward with power and guidance of the Holy Spirit, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with all who will listen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Lord's Battle Axe Youth Sunday panel discussion. God bless you.